Today's reading comes from Matthew chapter 11, starting verses 2 to 11, which can be found on page 923 of the Church Bibles. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who was to come, or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare the way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. This is the word of the Lord. So, um, is this working? Yep. Okay, um, so before we dive into God's word today, I just wanted to introduce myself a bit again. Um, so as you know, I'm the ministry student here at St. Alfridge, I think's the term. Uh, and before that, I was on a gap year with a charity called Youth for Christ. Um, and like Steve, my background when it comes to preaching has only been at Y, which is to about a dozen or so young people. So um, doing it here is a bit of a step up, but I am excited for it. And hopefully um, I can give you a flavor of what's at Y. Um, so what did God say to me through this passage? Well, the main thing is the problem we sometimes think that Jesus doesn't or won't meet our expectation. And hopefully over the next few minutes um, or so, we can look into this and understand it a bit more together. So here in the passage, we have John, who is the guy, like it says, who has been going on about the coming of the Messiah. He is the one who has written the scripture will make the way for Jesus. But he questions whether Jesus is the Messiah or not, or he sends his disciples to question. You know, he sends them, are you actually him, or should we wait for someone else, or expect someone else? So that raised the question in my eyes, did Jesus meet John's expectations? In some ways, I think he didn't. I believe John had this idea that Jesus would be this legalistic person who would come, like the Pharisees, and just tell people that they were doing stuff wrong and that they should be following um, scripture. But obviously that's not who Jesus was. He was anything the opposite. So I felt really challenged um, to look at the expectations that I have for Jesus. And one of them is how whenever I picture Jesus in my head, I get um, this picture come up. which I'm sure most people get. Um, you know, the pale, um, long hair, beard. It's sort of, in some ways, it's the look I try and go for with the beard. Uh, <laughs> it gives out a sort of holiness to it. But um, actually, according to some scientists, given the, um, the time and the culture he was living in, 
Um, oh, there we go. Um, this is what Jesus apparently looked like, according to some scientists, which to me is very different. Although he has the facial hair, he looks, looks so different to the first image. Um, now, obviously, we can't say if this is 100% true either, but um, if he did come, and when he does come again, and he looks like this, my expectations of Jesus, what he looked like, wouldn't have been met. Um, and there's also this expectation that I have is that when Jesus is always calm and collected and very laid back. But as we can see in this image, um, at the cleansing of the temple, he was very passionate, almost, I want to say angry, at um, all the people who were selling um, various items in the temple, um, which is very, again, my expectation was challenged from what the reality really was. So back to John. Now of all people, like I said, surely John wouldn't need to question whether Jesus was the Messiah or not. Um, but maybe he was worn out from being in prison. Or maybe he even sent his disciples to question Jesus so they could be tested and learn from themselves who Jesus was. Either way, when they questioned Jesus, I was half expecting Jesus to turn around and be like, how dare you question me? Um, you must have little faith if you are questioning me. But instead, Jesus does the opposite. And he bigs John up, saying, you know, there was no one greater than him. Um, and that's sometimes the expectation I have, that when I confess my sins to God, I expect this angry response. You know, um, in reality, I get something completely different, something which we don't really deserve, which is forgiveness and love. So after Jesus had said John was the greatest, he then said, yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he which to me is an amazing thought. I know I shouldn't, but when I compare my life to that of John, I think there's no comparison. You know, John was great, John was amazing. He did so many great things. And when I look at my life, although I'm young, I still, John seems on a much higher level than me. But it's also amazing to know that God doesn't think that way about us. Um, he doesn't compare his children. Instead, Jesus talks about after he bigs up John saying, yet whoever is least in the kingdom is still greater than he. And it's this idea, and it's encouraging to know that even if we um, feel that sometimes we're not good as other Christians, or you know, we expect that Jesus is gonna look down on us a little bit more because we're not as holy, then that's not true. Then God's love for us is um, uh, unconditional in every sense of the way. And when we meet and sing of this love, God's love for us and forgiveness for us. It's not an expectation, I believe. It's more a reality. It's an anticipation. It's a foregone conclusion that these things will happen. We say that God loves us not because we think it will happen, because we know it happens. We know God loves us. Um, and once I brought these little uh, portable speakers, um, I'm so sure some of you know what I mean, it, was the, it claimed to be the loudest portable speaker you could buy. Um, so when I used it by myself, it seemed like it was true, like it was really loud. Um, all my expectations had been met for the time being. Um, and then I came to my friends and he had his speaker, which was obviously a lot cheaper. It didn't make any claims to be the loudest, but it turns out when we like, compared them, um, his was the loudest, mine wasn't. Uh, my expectation of that speaker had not been met and I was really let down and embarrassed by it. There's also been other times where my expectations haven't been met. Um, 
So whenever, uh, as you can tell, I go to a fast food place like McDonald's, um, the picture they have for the burger is amazing. Like, you look... <laughs> I'm sure many of you feel this pain. Like, when you look on the screen, it looks really nice. It's got lots of vegetables, salad. You know, the burgers look really nice. And when you get it, it's this really, like, mushy, flat, like, horrible-looking thing. Um, it's really... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> every single time. Um, there's yet to be a time where I've had one that looks like the picture. So my expectation when I buy this food is not met. Um, and another little anecdote is, I'm sure most of you watched The Great British Bake Off. Uh, and when it gets to the showstopper round, their contestants have this idea of what they're going to make, what this piece will look like, um, how intricate it will be, what the flavours will be like. And a lot of the times, things don't go as expected. Um, they were let down, maybe they overcooked it, or when they're building stuff, it all fell down. So again, there's been many times where um, expectations, when they haven't been met, means it's a bad thing, means that um, we've been let down. But I want to also try and look at the other side of this and say that if something doesn't meet our expectation, then it's not necessarily a negative thing. Um, so I had this question of does God meet our expectation? Um, the answer is he probably doesn't. He exceeds all expectations we have. Ultimately, God will not let us down with any of the expectations we have of him. Um, he will exceed them all. So for example, like I mentioned earlier, I was in the gap year last year with Youth for Christ. Um, and the start of the year, I had an expectation that yeah, sure God's gonna grow in me, Sure, he's going to do these amazing things in my life. Um, maybe a bit of confidence here, a bit of leadership there. You know, I, wasn't, I was expecting a little, but not a lot. But what I got was like everything in tenfold. Um, my confidence being up here has obviously gone up. Uh, my relationship has deepened with God to the point where I am exploring what call he's put on my life, potentially to ordain ministry. Um, I met friends who I'm going to have for life. Um, all my expectations I had for that year were completely blown out of the water. But yet I'm not upset for God for not meeting my expectations. Um, he took my expectations, he didn't meet them, he went right past them and did more for me. Um, and it's okay for me to expect even more from God. I know that God's going to continue to grow in me. I expect him to. Um, he's going to de develop me as a leader and deepen my relationship with him. But when it comes to this, we can sometimes ask the question, in life, is this it? Um, do we just live this life knowing that God loves us, but we're just content with that? Um, we don't really expect God to grow on us. We come here Sunday mornings, we just go through the motions, we don't really expect too much, but we're quite content where we, at, where we are at with God. Or do we pray to God and ask that his Holy Spirit moves through us? Does he constantly grow us? Do we expect to see the fruits of the Spirit in us? and eventually the spiritual gifts. And it's okay to expect these things of God. If anything, I'm sure God loves it when we ask him to grow in us and that we expect in him to develop these things in our life. I'm sure he loves it. Um, and I'm sure he will want us to do it all the time. Because that's who God is. Um, our God, as today's word says, is a person who makes the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers get cleansed, the deaf hear and the dead rise. He is a good God. Um, he's like a father to us. And when we see these miraculous things happen, which we will, uh, I have faith in God that one day I will see 
miraculous things happen. Um, we need to see them as acts of the living God and also to be trusted these are true. And we also need to be open to being a part of these things. We need to recognize them and want to join in and be a part of it. But we do need to be careful not to put too much of an expectation on ourselves. It's okay to put expectations on God because he is perfect and just and would do what's always right. But as we know, we are sometimes quite far from that. We need to be vigilant that when we step out to God and raise to his challenge, that we need to be careful that we don't lose sight of the fact that we are still human. Um, we may fail and mess up. I know I've done it a few times, and I know I'm going to continue to do it a few times. You know, we can, can completely get it wrong, and we will fail to meet our own expectations and feel like we've let God down. But the thing is, I believe we can't let God down. Um, I truly believe that God wants us to step out and try for us. But he is also fully aware that we are human and that we will get things wrong. But like I talked about earlier, when we mess up and we can turn to God and say, we've done something wrong, I'm sorry, I confess, he will show us love and say, well done, good and faithful servant. You have tried and I am so pleased for that. And that's the gospel truth there. Um, if we look at the story of the prodigal son, which I'm sure most of you know, but if you don't, um, a father had two sons, uh, they each got their share of the estate and money. Um, one of them went away, uh, spent all his money, wasted it all. Um, then there was a famine. So he came back to his father um, to basically ask for help. Um, and I'm sure part of him was full of shame. He was expecting God to turn around and say, well, you've had your money, you've wasted it, you went off, it's your, um, it's your problem, you do the crime, you do the time sort of thing. But what the Father did was what God does, which when we come back to him, he will love us and he will continue to um, show us grace and compassion. The Father didn't meet his son's expectations when um, he showed him love, but just like God, he will always show us love, time and time again. And I thought it was great while we're on this topic of expectation that we touch on the idea of the expectations we put on other people like I was saying, we are human, we will mess things up, we will sometimes not meet expectations. And it's not right, knowing this, to then put really high expectations on people. Because um, to me, when someone says to me, I expect this of you, it's almost like they've put a benchmark of, or a level of success. And if I don't meet that, then I feel like I'm a failure sometimes. Now, I know some people kind of like this structure, and they like this target. But for some, it can be very damaging. It can, if you say to them, I expect this of you, and you don't meet it, then that can be very bad for them. So for instance, when I met with Steve about this sermon, he didn't say to me, I expect this deep theological issue, I expect you to do this in a certain style, I basically expect perfection and no mistakes. That's not what he said. <laughs> if he did, I wouldn't be doing this. Um, instead, he said to me, be yourself, make sure God's, God's message is given across clearly, and to be calm. These aren't heavy expectations to bear, these aren't strenuous tasks and targets I have to meet. But instead, these are things which are completely set out of love, which how all are, if you want to call them expectations, or what we ask of other people should be. It should be through love, and the outcome should be love. And it's about how we approach these people and the things we would like of them. Not to burden them, like I said, but to encourage them so they can help to be grown. And I also feel it's appropriate to say that sometimes 
we might not be happy with our expectations of God, like I was saying, but it's okay to tell him. Um, we are in a relationship with God, which means he wants to hear from us. He wants to communicate with us. In any relationship, it wouldn't work if you don't share your feelings with each other. So if you are disappointed or you feel like an expectation is not met, I believe it's okay to tell God. I don't think God's going to you know, have a go at you or punish you for this. I think God respects the honesty and openness that we sometimes have with him. You know, and we might say to God, wait a minute, that's not what I expected or wanted. And God will simply say, well, you may have expected this or wanted that, but I know this is what you need and this is what is right. And that's what a relationship with God is like. It's all about communications and honesty with God. Almost a real vulnerability with him. So now as we look back on what we've learned this morning and say, would we let, I want us to say, would we let God into our lives and challenge us on these issues? Uh, knowing what we've learned, that we can't let him down and he is always going to love us, are we going to allow our expectations to be changed of him and challenged? Are we going to be open to these things that God wants us to do? No matter how hard it may seem or how out of our comfort zone it is. Um, just like this for me, although I love preaching, being up front is not really my um, thing I enjoy. I don't like really being the centre of attention. I'm more than happy to like sit at the back of the room and let everyone else do all the work. Um, so this is a real step out for me. Um, and are we going to show grace and love to others in our expectation of them? Now, are we going to take that step out for God? Now, I want to do something which um, we usually do at Y at the end of a sermon, is to sit in silence for a couple of minutes and reflect on these issues. So these issues of, are we going to let God challenge us? You know, are we going to accept that sometimes God won't meet our expectations, but he will overcome them? Are we going to show grace and love to others in our expectations of them? And are we going to take a step out for God? So if we'd like in a couple of minutes in silence just to really you know, expect God's presence to come and be ready for that and whatever he challenges, challenges us with. So I'd like to quickly end in prayer. Um, Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunities that you give us constantly. I thank you for the forgiveness and love that you have shown us when you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for us. I pray that we continue to grow in our relationship with you and that we feel comfortable about being open with you about our expectations, if they are met or not met. I pray that we can show compassion, grace and love to other people, that when they don't do what we think they should be, that we can show them love, just like the love that you have shown us. I pray that you continue to grow us in all our areas of ministry. And I pray for this church as well, that it continues to grow too. I pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. That was really fresh. I think it must be good down at Y. As we're going to sing a song now.